In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And thanks for joining me today on the Million Dollar Mindset. It's good to see you all here. As usual, each and every week, we've been having so much fun on the show, and today's going to be no exception. Before we introduce our guests, I'd like to remind you that I have a wonderful group coaching program starting next Tuesday evening, and you can learn more about that at MarlaTabaka.com. And this group is geared toward female entrepreneurs who are ready to learn more about the million-dollar mindset and embrace the mindset in day-to-day living and in business so that you can take your your numbers up to where you envision your numbers going in 2011 and create that perfect balance in your life. So it's really a great group, and I'm bringing on a another coach who I'm very excited about it. Terry Ancino is uh, joining us, and we're going to be doing some wonderful marketing, teaching about you know, how to find angel investors and how to utilize all sorts of wonderful marketing tools and techniques that Terry has in her toolkit. So you can learn more about that at MarlaTabaka.com. Today, we're going to learn about the ancient Hawaiian wisdom of Huna with a modern application focusing on prosperity and effortless, and I love that word there, effortless abundance, underscore folks, in any economic climate. So Yes, you can turn things around, according to our guest today, who is Dr. Matthew B. James. And Dr. James is an international trainer, lecturer, and educator. He began studying spiritual disciplines at, get this, age of five, and trained in contemporary therapeutic techniques in his teens. He is the president of Kona University and its training and seminar division, the Empowerment Partnership, where he serves as a master trainer of neuro-linguistic programs We know it as NLP, a practical behavior technology for helping people achieve their desired results in life. He's been chosen to carry on the lineage of HUNA, the ancient Hawaiian science of consciousness and energy healing. And Dr. James has taught many leaders in the human potential movement. He's a regular Psychology Today blog contributor, and his work is dedicated to creating lasting personal transformation and training people to access and use their intrinsic personal power. And you can learn more about Dr. James and his work at Huna. That's H-U-N-A dot com. Welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset, Dr. James. Thank you, Marla, for having me on the show. And you can call me Matthew. 
Why, thank you. It's just such a pleasure to have you here. I've been, you know, naturally exploring your website. You just have so many wonderful programs and topics on your website. And uh, what's really interesting me for the show, well, if I have to choose one, <laughs> is, you know, talking about that personal prosperity in, in what is now a pretty shaky economy for not just in the United States, but really many, many countries around the globe. And can we just kind of introduce our audience to, to, to Huna and, and what exactly this ancient wisdom is all about? Well, Huna is a modern label for an ancient system of empowerment and flexibility of the mind-body-spirit. And... In ancient times, they wouldn't have called it huna. They would have called it ho'omana. Ho'omana means to make energy or to become empowered as an individual. And one of the really interesting things that I have learned about huna, having grown up with this, having this, these teachings and lineage passed into my family, is that there isn't this view of the physical world, which includes your money, needs, and resources, as being evil, dirty, or nasty. It's, we in, in Western thinking sometimes look at the world as that way, like money is the root of all evil or having abundance the bad thing. In ancient times, these concepts weren't there. It was believed that your prosperity was directly linked to your empowerment. And so a prosperous person had a great foundation and an ability to be closer to spirit. And so it was really linked in the culture. So the the energy was seen as a, a part of your 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 efforts and your contribution. Exactly, for a person to be able to I'm, just take a farmer for example, because a lot of I've written a few articles on this, and what really sparked it is my 11 year old son. Uh, well, the economy helped to spark me training and teaching specifically about money and prosperity. And when my son heard that I was doing these specific teachings on prosperity and he had watched, um, I think it was uh, Deal or No Deal, he made some comment and said, God, it would be so great to just win a million dollars. Wouldn't that be great, Dad, to just win a million? And I took a deep breath in and I, I thought, you know, I wanted to just kind of cut to the chase and go, yeah, sure, that'd be great and move on. But I, I realized it was a teaching moment. And I said, you know, people that actually win that much money, they don't know how to handle the energy. And yeah. the studies have shown that the vast majority, I'm talking over 90% of the people that win lotteries wish they never had. They lose their friends. They don't know how to manage the money. And from a HUNA perspective, it boils down to something really simple. Money is a physical representation or a value that we place on energy energy that we put into doing something. And when you're used to putting a certain amount of energy out there, you get that level of energy back. When all of a sudden you get a hundred times, 10,000 10, times more energy coming back in than you're used to, you don't know how to deal with it. And these people end up becoming miserable. And I pointed that out to him. And he was pretty shocked by that concept. Matthew, I apologize. We lost the connection somehow. That's perfectly okay. That can happen. There was just so much energy flowing that it must have blown up. I think you could. Yeah, you're so right. And and so when when before the, I was cut off before the line dropped, um, I was really excited.
excited about what you were saying because oftentimes in, in what I teach as well, we get that question of, you know, law of attraction, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and now that's just kind of a sexy term that people are using, you know, and, you know, law of attraction, if I envision it, if I can feel it, why isn't it coming? But, right. And I always come back with just a little line that law of attraction is nothing without action. And that our thoughts are important, our actions are just as important. And and I'm, I'm hearing you say something very similar. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, Huna teaches the law of attraction. And I, I taught a person that was featured on The Secret. And I believe in the law of attraction. I'm going to be going to Portland in two, three, in three days, and I'm going to be teaching a Huna weekend. And I'm going to get a law of attraction question. And here's the basic simple idea. Psychology over a hundred years ago ruled out that positive thinking doesn't fix your world. In other words, if you just sit there and think positively, and a lot of people knock psychology in the alternative and complementary fields because they haven't done anything. Well, as a PhD in psychology, I would agree with that. They haven't done much. (laughs) But what they have done is they found out what doesn't work, and they found out a hundred years ago that the law of attraction alone doesn't work. I'm emphasizing the word alone because I have some people go, no, I know someone that focused on what they want and they created it. I guarantee you if I talk to them for five minutes, I'm going to find out they were taking action. They had big thing in Huna. They probably have let go of their baggage. You see, in ancient times, you weren't taught the law of attraction until you were taught how to do two other basic things. The first one is Noah, to cleanse, to release your negative emotions, release your limiting decisions, and create a goal. Then the second thing is taking action, and you take action from a positive, empowered place. And then while you're taking action, that's when you practice the law of attraction because then it's very powerful. But when you teach people just think positive thoughts, Look, I know this isn't about money. I used to weigh 70 pounds more than I do right now, and positive thinking didn't get rid of my gut. I had to get up and take some action, and the same thing goes with making money. That's just plain and simple. Yeah, and and, and so I'm going to pose the question that that probably 90% of our audience is asking right now, and so I've lived with these limiting beliefs, and yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, I lost my job, yeah, but, I'm a victim of this, and yeah, but how do we get rid of those limiting thoughts that are keeping us from inspired action? Yeah, that that, that is the big question, and that truly, you know, to me, when someone asks that question, they're in the right place. That's the first thing you have to acknowledge. When you're no longer looking for the quick fix, when you're no longer going, wow, I I wish I could win the lottery, when you're sitting there going, you know what, I have some limitations that I think have prevented me from becoming prosperous in my life, how do I deal with that? That's exactly what I teach in the weekend trainings. And things like Ho'oponopono, the Hawaiian forgiveness process, Uh, Ho'oku'u, it's a specific release process, and, you know, I'd love to do these on the radio. Ho'oponopono alone takes 40 minutes, and that's without explanation. That's just jumping into it. Mm. Here's a really simple way. There are so many techniques out there that teach people how to release baggage. Find the one that fits best for you and practice it. And, you know, you, you have to let go of these things that are preventing you from being prosperous before we can even start talking about taking action. Because if you take action out of fear... And I think everyone's had an experience of doing that. I know I have. If you take action out of fear, 
You put that fear into your action plan, into your path, and you're doomed to experience it. Yeah. If you let go of the fear first and take action, that's not to say you won't experience fear on the path. It means that you're starting that first step free of the baggage. You have a much better chance of achieving your goal. You do. And Matthew, we're going to go into a break. We'll be right back. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. The American Rock and Roll Countdown with Alex Price. Now this Saturday morning, we're going to count them down one more time from number 40 all the way to number one with the official classic hits countdown, the American Rock and Roll Countdown. We'll count down the biggest hits of the 70s with interviews and artist information, news, weather, sports, you name it, we'll have it this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern, right here on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. Mind Matters is the show that dares to ask what's on your mind. Take this opportunity to join Dr. Larry Ross, clinical psychologist and Joan Duhane, licensed clinical social worker, as they combined have over 50 years of experience in dealing with your mind. Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, only on Toginet Radio. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. And we're back here with Dr. Matthew James. And, Matthew, you were talking about letting go of fear that, so that you can take action from an empowered, uh, inspired place, if you will. And one of the questions that came to my mind, because I recognize this oftentimes when I'm working in front of an audience myself, is that, when we're, our minds are ingrained in, in, you know, the, the fear process or the fear process is ingrained in our minds, you know, oftentimes when people are in that negative thinking place, it's such a part of them that they don't really even know they're doing it. Well, I'm not being negative, but, you know, this kind of thing. So how, how can we as trainers help people recognize most effectively that they're coming from this fear place and how for them to recognize when they've let go of some of it, when they've taken those first steps? To me, you, let's, let's tackle the second one first because that's really easy. To me, okay. you know you've let go of your stuff when your actions and your behaviors reflect the change work that you've done. Mm-hmm. So if you go to a weekend training, for example, if you go to a seminar, if you read a book, and when you get done with it, you go, man, that was amazing, and then you continue doing the same stuff, you haven't gotten any change. Mm-hmm. So it's really simple. To me, it is really, there is a trickle-down effect from the spiritual to the mental to the emotional to the physical. This is validated now, psychology, psychoneuroimmunology, read books by Bruce Lipton about energy. I mean, we're clear that energy trickles down to the physical, that our thoughts affect our emotions, our emotions affect our physical body. You get shift, you get change, empowerment, when something that 
occurs on any of those levels creates a change in your behavior. When you can see that, hear it, feel it, you know you've got a shift. Now, the first one is is very interesting because you say basically a lot of our behaviors are outside of our conscious awareness. Correct. I I think what we need to do is, and, and this is, again, just from a simplistic HUNA perspective, are the results that you're getting the results that you want or not? Are the things that you are achieving in your life creating happiness for you, wealth and abundance? And if they're not, you have to be willing to take a critical view of are you bringing in the amount of energy you need to achieve your goals? Are you bringing in the mental focus? Are you, the Hawaiian word, pono, are you right with your emotions? And are you taking action? You look at these four things. I, I, I believe that we can't measure our wealth and abundance by what other people have. We have to define what that is for ourselves. Right. And once we have, then we need to ask ourselves, are we achieving that yes or no? And if the answer is no, you need to be willing to take a critical look at everything that's going on so that you can begin to make changes. Yeah, and that's <laughs> the simple question when someone describes where they're at is, is for me just to come back and ask how that's working for them. Let's take yeah. a look. How's that working for you, right? What is it? That's the famous Dr. <laughs> Phil line. You know, I'm not a big fan of Dr. Phil, but I love that line. How's that working out yeah. for you? And How's it working out for you? Yeah, yeah. I do. I love it. And, and um, let's talk a little bit about what, Huna is. I mean, are we talking a way of life? Are we talking a mindset? Are we talking a meditation? Describe Huna to us. Uh, I, I'm going to say. I'm going to say to all the questions that you have, the answer is yes. Huh? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I suspected so. Yeah, Huna. The word Huna is. You know, and I, I don't. I, I can't. I don't like to link things up with yeah. other things. But, but the, I guess the closest thing you could think of is that Huna would be more of a spirituality, more of a spiritual teaching, and yet it incorporates such basic concepts that are in psychology. Um, Here's a big part of what Huna is. It's this idea that goes back to the culture here in Hawaii. There's energy in the world that, by the way, if any of your listeners, if you're sitting there going, I'm not sure if energy is real or not, it's been proven, physics and quantum physics. Uh, like I, I referenced earlier, Dr. Bruce Lipton's book, looking at energy and how that affects our cells and our body before even the chemicals that we ingest. So energy has been proven. Our thoughts definitely affect our reality. That's been proven through psychology, through neural research. Our emotions affect our body. Read anything by Deepak Chopra. Right. Huna had from a, a thousand years ago this idea, okay, we have energy, we have our thoughts, we have our emotions, and we have our physical body. If we want to achieve something in our life, anything, we need to take a holistic, all four of these aspects of who we are need to be on the same page and moving forward in order to achieve our goal. And that's a basic teaching of Huna. And so it didn't deal with physical healing. There were doctors that were in charge of that. It was much more of the mental, emotional, the spiritual realm. How does that trickle down and affect the physical body? And, and we know that, that thought contributes to illness and into lack. And it is powerful to make these mindset shifts. And 
just embrace you're trying something new a little bit at a time. You know, as you're talking, I'm thinking, wow, you know, and how does a person make this this shift in their change? You know, we know it can be done in an instant. All we have to do is decide, but that's not what most people feel they're capable of doing. And uh, I know that you have a number of workshops where you're helping people to start on this journey. And so how... How do you, you know, I come to your workshop and, and uh, I've got all these limiting beliefs and, and all these things that aren't happening for me in my life. Where do we begin? Well, we always begin with a release. In the workshops that I teach, we always begin with a release. There's a concept here that transcends Huna. It was really a part of the culture, and that is called first Noah, then Noho. Noah means to cleanse. Noho means to dwell, to bring down, to, if you would, if you're taking action on a path, to take that first step on the path. But before you take that step, you do what is called Noah, to cleanse. Cleansing is, before you prepare food, you wash your hands. If you've got someone coming over to your house, most people, I know not everyone, but most people, they clean their house up. Uh, if you're going to go on an important job interview, you take a shower. So we have... In the back of our mind somewhere, this approach, and yet so many of us take action on the paths of prosperity and wealth without first cleansing our thoughts and our emotions. Oh my goodness, the stock market is crashing. I better sell all my stocks. You don't make money by buying high and selling low. And my heart goes out to anyone. I mean, my mom, uh, I have someone who is deeply affected by this. Her retirement was cut in, uh, retirement funds were cut in half. And she called me up and said, what should I do? I mean, she, she said, well, I said, look, if you sell it, you're going to lose money. Right. When it hits bottom, you should be putting more in. I said, I mean, that's, that's a, I know it's economics 101, but yet so many people became afraid. And rather than really letting go of that fear and looking, okay, what can I do? Another thing that is really important at Huna is just getting some basic ideas down. We have a certain amount of energy we can tap into in every moment. That energy affects our thoughts. Those thoughts affect our emotions and, the physical, and that all affects the physical. We make commitments in Western thinking on the physical level. I'm going to be here at my job. I'm in my office right now at, at uh, Kona University. I run a small university that does um, online education and psychology. So I showed up. I mean, that's what the deal is. That's, that's, that's how I get paid. I show up. So I'm here physically. But an, an odd statistic is somewhere around 40% of all people who claim that they are happy in their job at least do one of two things, either daydream about another job during their job or spend at least an hour online browsing what else they could be doing instead. Hmm. Over 20%, just over 20%, have their resumes posted at something like monsters.com or, you know, those uh, websites that... Right, yeah. Okay, so here's a question. If you're not putting 100% focus into your job, you can't complain about not getting 100% satisfaction back because energy is a two-way street. You get what you put in. And so a lot of times, I've got to start off with really simple. The most successful people on the planet put their energy, their mind, their emotions, and their physical actions 100% into what they're doing every moment. And that's why they get 100% back. It's a basic concept of HUNA. 
when you're doing what you're doing. I've had, by the way, Marla, I've had some people interrupt me and go, but what if I don't like my job? Then get a job you do like and you can commit 100% to. No, There's no Huna chant or energy that I can do to fix that. Get a job you like. And when you have that job, you gotta you got to commit more than the physical. you got to commit spiritually or energetically, em- mentally, emotionally, and physically to what you're doing. Right. To be in that present moment and understand that we always have choices. Oh, of course. I could be doing a ton of different things. I, right. it, it's not burying my head in the sand, and I love what I do. I, I absolutely love what I do. So because I love what I do, do I love everything that I do? No. Are there some things that I do in my job that I wish I didn't have to do? Of course. And in general, this is what I love to do. And so no matter what I'm doing during the day, it's 100%. I put 100% in, and I get 100% out of my job. And that's, I think, a key to getting prosperity and wealth, you have to be able to play, really go in, take that energy, focus, be there. Whatever word you want to use, it doesn't matter to me. You've got to be there at 100%. You do. And is that, in the, in the statement that um, you sent us about taking responsibility for your own economic situation, um, is that a part of, of a set of questions that our viewers could ask themselves to know if they're, they're actually taking responsibility? Yes. And I, I really want to make sure, again, my heart goes out to anyone that's being affected by this economy. It, it really does. I've met some people that no job, that they have no idea where the next paycheck is going to come from, how they're going to make it through the next month. I, I've met these people. My heart goes out to them. And, you know... I, the word responsibility, sometimes people think that that means fault or blame. Now, I'm not asking, is it your fault the economy went bad? Are you to blame? Take all those words and just push them aside. Right. Responsibility is, are you taking responsibility for your current situation? And when you're not, you have less power over it. Right. It's not my fault the economy crashed. Here's a question. Are there people who are making money in this economy? And if the answer is yes, that means it's possible for you. Mm, I like that. And, that, and, that's, and that's my rule across the board in every area of my life, to know whether or not what I'm saying is an excuse, meaning a reason why I don't have the things that I want, or is it reality? So you have to be able to differentiate between excuses and reality. I'd love to live on the moon. I mean, I, my, my elementary school teacher told me that we would have flying cars and be living on the moon by now. And right now. <laughs> what did she know, right? Uh, you know what, Matthew, we're going to go into another oh, sure. break. I'd love to continue this in just okay. a minute. <laughs> Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. 
think I've made it. I'm popular. I seem happy all the time. I have great clothes and I'm involved in everything. But I have questions, doubts, and fears, just like every other teenager. That's why I'm glad for Teen Talk Radio, where it's all about choices. Join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell, Thursday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. The choices we have to make that can alter the course of our lives. Life is too much pressure if we try to go it alone. I tune in to Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell every week to get reminded that I'm not alone. Nicole O'Dell is an expert on what happens in the lives of teenagers. Join her as she deals with topics like peer pressure, purity, drugs, alcohol, and many other things that might come up along the way. She writes books and speaks to people all over the place, but she says her favorite moments are when she can pull up a chair and chat with teens about what's important to us. For more information on Nicole and her books, go to NicoleO'Dell.com. Then join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell, Thursday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet.com. Teen Talk Radio, where it's all about choices. It's time to get your boots on with the Boot Campaign. With hosts Megan Roth and Bailey Gray, Thursdays at noon, 1 central on Toginet.com. Sponsored by Austin Bank. The whole point of the Boot Campaign is to continue the true grassroots initiative developed by a group of patriotic women known as the Boot Girls. Inspired by the true story of Marcus Luttrell, the lone survivor, the Boot Girls got started with celebrities but want every American to get your boots on by purchasing a pair of the Give Back Combat Boots. The campaign's motto is simple. When they come back, we give back. For more on the Boot Campaign, go to the website, bootcampaign.com. The Boot Campaign Get Your Boots On Show will feature discussions on current events impacting the lives of active duty and retired military, interviews with our nation's war heroes, medical professionals, and celebrities who have put their boots on. Do your part and join us for the Boot Campaign Get Your Boots On Show with Megan Roth and Baby Gray, Thursdays at noon, 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here today with Dr. Matthew James. And if you would like to really get some in-depth training, you can join him in March of 2011 in beautiful Kona out in Hawaii for his next uh, training workshop. That sounds so exciting, Matthew. I, I would love to be there. I have a sister who lives on Oahu, and I miss it when I don't get to go there. <laughs> I know. It's a tough life, but someone has to live here in Hawaii, so I volunteered. <laughs> Somebody does. Yeah, it sounds like you've been out there for for much of your life. Is that my whole life? I I lived here my entire life. Yeah. Oh, how lovely. How lovely. Yeah. My sister's been there for almost my entire life, I think. So <laughs> it is beautiful. I, I really enjoyed what we were talking about going into break and, and really differentiating between, you know, the meaning and, and, and how people take on the word responsibility <laughs> and, and to really understand that while you're not necessarily responsible when you get laid off from a job or your business isn't doing well or what have you, but that you can take responsibility for your actions that can lead to change. Uh, Talk more about that. Yeah, we left off at a funny place. I said I wanted to live on the moon. I I want to just clarify, I don't actually want to live on the moon. I got two kids, a wife. I I think that would be inconvenient from uh, getting them to school perspective. Um, (laughs) But my point being is that let's say I did want to live on the moon. Okay, does anyone else live there? Is it possible to live there right now? No, the answer is no. So that's not an excuse. Like if I'm not getting that 
that's just reality. That's the way it goes. We don't get to live on the moon. I've had some people challenge me on the flying car thing and say that there are flying cars now. Hmm. Um, Seen them? (laughs) Yeah, I haven't seen them either. When when I see a whole bunch of them and I can pick one up at the nearest dealership, then, you know. There you go. (laughs) Okay. But you get my point. That's a reality. Uh, There was a guy I was teaching in San Diego, and this gentleman came up to me and he said, um, what an amazing first day. He said it was fabulous. I let go of my stuff. He said, I feel so clear inside. I've never felt this way before. I really want your help. From a HUNA perspective, can you help me get a job? And I said, you know, I'd, I'd love to. Let's talk. I mean, what, what's going on? What's... He said, well, I, I'm really good at what I do, and I just haven't been able to get a job. And I was about to jump in the whole goal-setting thing, but my gut was telling me there's something more here. I said, well, if you're that good at what you do, and even though the economy has hit your market, all the companies are not a business like what you've said, why can't you get a job? And he said, because there are none here in San Diego. I I said, what do you mean? He said, well, the two companies that moved down here from Northern California, they closed. I said, so let me get this straight. What you want to do doesn't exist in San Diego. And he said, right. I said, do you want to know what Huna would say about this? He said, yes. I said, move. Yeah. He said, what do you mean? Can't I focus on getting the job? I said, no, there's no job here. There's no, there's, they moved. Will they come back? Sure. Can you wait that long? He said, no. I said, okay, where is the job? He said, Orange County. At this point, I was like, oh, come on. I thought that's an hour north. I said, from my heart. There's nothing that I could do in this training. You could come to my longer trainings. You could spend a month with me in Kona. I'm going to tell you the same thing at the end of the month. Move. He did, by the way. Moved to Orange County, got the job, goes down to San Diego on the weekends because he claimed he loved San Diego so much. I get emails from him about that was the most brilliant thing. You you didn't tell me law of attract. You didn't tell me this. You You just said move. And I know it sounds so easy. But you do need to know, is the problem that you're having a reality or an excuse? If someone else is able to achieve the results that you want to achieve, and you are at least similar enough to them, are you, then anything you say as a reason why you don't have your results, that's an excuse mm-hmm. from my heart, and you've got to be willing to let it go. If you go... The places that I would be able to get a job from, they've all closed down and they don't exist in this city. That's just reality. There's nothing to do from a mental, emotional, energetic perspective. It's time for you to either get a new career or move where the jobs are. It's that simple. You need to, in your path, be able to differentiate between reality and excuses because you can deal with and let go of your excuses Reality means that you need to make a shift. Yeah, and some of the ways to really explore that for for people who um, tend toward making excuses quite often uh, might be what, journaling, talking to a coach or a therapist? Or what are some of the ways that people can really explore and see where they're at? You know, and any of those things that you said are perfect, and I, I like to I love to tap into the resources that we have. I mean, we have the Internet. I'm old enough that I actually remember what it was like before we had the Internet. Right. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Isn't that 
my eleven year old asked me, I think this was about a week ago, Dad, what did you do? He said, I heard that there was only like three or four channels of TV when you were a kid and no internet. <laughs> yep. Yep, and uh, I I don't quite remember just the black and white, but, you know, my siblings do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember the black and white. I'll admit that. My grandfather still had one, and I just thought it was weird. But, no, uh-huh. I remember I remember before we had VCRs, if you wanted to watch something, you oh. had to – you had to – you had to time your. You had to anyway. Never mind. We're, we're <laughs> we dating ourselves now. We could get off on a now. whole other t- tangent with that. Yeah, before here's the simple, internet. Yeah, but here's a simple thing. You can go online and see: Are other people achieving the things that you want to achieve? And then find out how they did it. Find out what they did. What are the similarities between what these successful people did? And then you need to adopt that in yourself. That's a basic concept of Huna of neuro-linguistic programming, of, uh, I mean, I can, I can probably find some books in cognitive psychology that talk about the modeling process, where you find a model of excellence, a successful person, and you emulate that, and your chances of achieving success, they expand. I mean, they just explode. A lot of people go to one weekend training and they go, wow, that's it. I've got the key. That's, that doesn't do it, though. And then, listen, I teach weekend trainings. I was teaching when the economy first started to go into the tank, and I was in Newport Beach. There were four training rooms. I walked down this row of ballrooms. We were all the way at the end. The first one was three steps to buying gold. The second one was three steps to buying and selling real estate. The third one was three steps to, I think it was bonds. And then there was Puna. (laughs) (laughs) And which one was the most full? This would be an interesting study. (laughs) The gold one was the most full. I'm going to actually, oh, yeah, I'll fess up. There are a couple hundred people in yeah, there. Yeah, it's the easiest one, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't I'm, have to change who I am. No, I don't, and I don't care. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't looking for who had the most. Right. I, but the funny thing was, though, that some of my potential students in the very beginning of my class were standing by the back door. And I'm like, come on and go ahead and have a seat. And they're, they just, like, waved at me. And I, I think they were going to give me five minutes and then run to the gold. <laughs> and I said, look, here's the deal. This is really simple. I started off my weekend training in a much different way than I normally do because I I had that competition there. And I said, so here's the thing. I noticed all these other trainings down these aisle here, uh, buy gold, real estate, bonds. I said, and they're all teaching you three steps. If you have fear of going out there and spending the type of money that it requires to buy a house, you can learn the three steps and you won't get any success. If you have sadness about not having bought gold when it was at $300 an ounce, now that it's up over 1000 whatever it's at now, getting close to 1400 I said, you're not going to get those three steps. I don't give you three steps here in Huna. I don't even like to talk about how I made my wealth and abundance outside of the seminar and training business. I said, what I really like to do is focus in on what are the steps that you need to take to be empowered so that when you learn those three steps, you can adopt it into yourself and can get the results. Because I guarantee you there are people that sit in those seminars and one person will get the results and the other person won't. So the seminar isn't good or bad. The individual 
Are they ready to get the information and do something with it? That's what Huna's is about. And those people in the back of the room sat down, and I kind of wiped the sweat off my forehead and went, okay, let's get rolling now. <laughs> Good job. Good thinking off the cuff. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, a lot of people, Marla, they, they, they're out there looking for what are my three steps to buying and selling real estate so I can become rich like so-and-so. But if you haven't let go of your fear, if you haven't let go of your anger, if you don't know how to tap into your energy, if you don't get these basic concepts, and you know, I wrote a book on Huna, and I talk about this in the book. I talk about how important it is to understand who you are so that when you learn these things, you can become empowered because there is value in all of these seminars. If you're not ready for it, though, you're not going to get it. And so by buying your book... Um an individual could determine whether or not they're ready and create some of the foundation for the next step seminar? We've, we've gotten some fabulous feedback on, on the book. I, I can't guarantee you it's going to answer all the problems in life, but it definitely uh-huh. will. I've had some people ask me, is it, is it everything you teach in Huna? No, not in a single book. Um, it, it does give a very good foundation for how are some basic ways of thinking, how are some basic ways of tapping into energy, some really powerful concepts of getting in control of those thoughts and emotions so that you can find your path, so that you do know what you need to do in your life. And that's why yeah, I wrote the book, because I, I, yeah. I, I know not everyone can make it to Kona. And so, you know, we have books, we have CDs, and I think it's really important to get this information out. It, it really is, and um, we do have the link to Amazon on our show page here today at TogiNet. And uh, tell us the name of, of your book, Matthew. The book is the it's called the Foundation of Huna, and it's okay. uh, the subtitle is uh, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Application. That sounds fascinating. It's going to be on my list. <laughs> sounds well, wonderful. Well, please let me make sure that you email me your address. I'll send you a copy. Thank you. I mean, I appreciate you having me on the show. So I'll, I'll get you a copy out so that you can can definitely oh, read you're it. So sweet. Thank you. Of this is fascinating, and I'll tell you, I think I need to schedule a visit to Kona. <laughs> <laughs> This is so much fun. Um, So we're going to go into another break, our final break. And uh, when we get back, I'd like to learn more about some more questions that maybe people can ask themselves to to see if they've got the mindset to to start stepping into some action and making their dreams happen for them and uh, to understand a little bit more around that. So we're going into break. We'll see you in a minute. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest in heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. 
Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Be a part of Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio. Her goal is to inspire you to be creative every day. Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio, Monday afternoons at 4, 3 Central on Toginet.com. Pat lives and breathes being creative through her quilt design business, but her creativity and interests have no bounds. On her show, she'll be introducing us to guests through interviews and talks that have a creative life. We'll learn more about what goes on in the world of quilting. And since Pat, like many of us, is creative in many ways, she'll also introduce us to creative people in other crafts like knitting, crochet, paper arts, and lots more. Pat is also an author, a lecturer, designer, and cheerleader of many. She's tried her hand at making almost everything you can think of and does many crafts to keep her inspired to create. Check out her website, patsloan.com. What makes Pat most happy is to inspire others to be creative every day. So join us for Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio, Monday afternoons at 4, 3 Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. Welcome back for this final segment today. Really enjoying this conversation with our guest, Dr. Matthew James. And you can learn more about Matthew at HUNA, H-U-N-A, dot com. And make sure to pick up a copy of that book. And if you can, hey, take a trip out to Kona and uh, schedule some time in your calendar in March to take part of the wonderful next transformational event. Welcome back for this final segment, Matthew. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me on the show again. I really appreciate it. And yeah, we're in March. We're running, I think, I think it's our 42nd HUNA. We go twice a year. So we've been doing this for 21 years now. So. Oh, my goodness. You don't look old enough to have been, well, you started at five, right? <laughs> if you talk to my kids, you, they, they, my daughter looked at me yesterday and she said, Daddy, you're getting old. And she's four. And I'm like, oh, no. No, pumpkin. I'm I'm only in my forties. She said, "Daddy, that's a big number." Oh my goodness, it's a big number. It's double digits, Matthew. I know. I was like, "Geez, thanks." It's a good thing I actually enjoy that, though. I mean, it's cute. Oh, yeah. it's, kids say fantastic things. Oh, they truly do. They're just yeah. such innocent little spirits. I love yeah. them. I love them. So, is there anything else you want to tell us about this event in March? Um, you know, it's it's our 42nd Huna, I think, either that or 41st, but it's been going on for about 21 years now, and it really, I've had people attend it and just say nothing I could say would absolutely define what it is. It, it's a true experience, not just of Huna, but of the culture here, of yourself, and we have people that have been coming for, I have I have one student that's been coming for over 15 years. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, yeah. And I have had students of all walks of life credit this to really helping them find who they are. And I think that's missing in our Western thinking, discovering who you are, who you're meant to be, to fill that gaping hole that we feel, that void, and to find true happiness. And I don't believe that Huna answers it. I believe that Huna gives you the tools to answer it for yourself. 
for yourself. We we all know that the, that wisdom is within us, and and we all have it. We all have that light, that wisdom within us. We just need to take the time out to still our minds enough to tap into it or receive it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's just beautiful. Well, you, you had said you're in your 40s, and, you know, it wasn't until I was, uh, in my 40s that I realized my passion in life and, and actually began working with that passion, and that's coaching. And, you know, it is. It's miraculous because even when times are difficult now, I love my life so much because I'm I'm tapping into my passion. I'm I'm right. helping other people. And so... It doesn't necessarily mean that it solves all your problems, but it gives you that wonderful balance to be able to embrace life no matter what. But you can hear it in your voice, Marley. You love what you do. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I love what I do. And, and, you know, what we were talking about before we went on this break is what are some things that you can ask yourself? Right. These are some really simple things you can ask yourself. Is what you're doing giving you a spark? Spark comes from energy. It comes from the spiritual aspect of who you are. Is what you're doing in your life giving you a spark? Do you have a spark for it? And if you do, then you've got to cultivate that. You need to really treasure that spark, that fire that comes from what you do. When you love what you do, you'll never work another day in your life. And I'm not the one that said that. I wish I remember who said that <laughs> quote. It's, it's been in a dozen books, and I don't know who the yes. original... But when you love what you'll do, you'll never work another day of your life because it becomes an extension of you. So if you have that spark, by the way, if you don't, what do you have the spark for? That's what you need to ask yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, once you find that spark, you ask yourself the next question. Am I mentally prepared to be able to fulfill what I need to do to cultivate the spark? And I'll give you my own personal example began running the university back in the 90s. We were unaccredited. All, uni- all, all universities start off unaccredited. I set a goal to get the university accredited. And as I did, I realized that once we became accredited, I'd have to fire myself because I didn't have the credentials to run a university. Right. So with everything else that I'm doing, with having kids, a wife, running a business, teaching seminars, I went back to school and got a Ph.D. Oh, my goodness. I went out there and became a doctor so I could be mentally prepared to do what I want to do so I could cultivate that spark. So, yeah, sometimes you do have to dedicate to gaining more knowledge. Now, if you go, no, I got the knowledge, I'm ready. Okay, next question. Are you emotionally prepared? Are you prepared to handle the emotions that come along with it, the positive and the negative? Are you prepared to handle that motivation, the intensity, the whatever it is that you want to do, there are going to be emotions that you're going to need to deal with. Again, the positive and the negative, the good, the bad, the ugly. Are you prepared to do that? Have you learned the things that you need to learn to deal with those emotions? Do you take enough downtime? Do you have stress relief? Uh, Things that you're going to do to reduce your stress, to relieve your stress, because even when you love what you do, you can get stressed out, so you have to have that. If you got that, and once you have that, then the next question is, what are the steps that I need to take? What are the action? It brings it down into the physical. See, it's spiritual, mental, emotional, physical. What are the specific steps that I need to take? What is the action plan that I need to have? And then you've got to go out there and do it and realize it's not a linear, fixed 
Every time the university takes to another level, I have to make sure that the spark is there, that I got the knowledge, that I can handle the emotions, and then take the action. And it's always working that concept to really make sure that I stay on target and on my path. I love this this blend of, of the metaphysical and the physical, this, this uh, common sense approach blended so eloquently with, with the spirituality of it all that embraces it all. And uh, not a lot of methodologies and individuals can do that, can create that balance. Well, to me, knowledge is only valuable if you can do something with it. Exactly. And, you know, I, I've been learning this out there, meditation, energy work since I was five. And I've met people that are just... I love them. My heart goes out to them. Peace, love, and happiness. They meditate. They're in touch with the energy. A lot of the people that I meet in my life, though, they want to be in touch with the energy and at the same time be able to connect with and relate with that physical world around them. I'm out there. I meditate. My kids love it. I got to be able to my wife is on a business trip. I had to wake up this morning. I had to make their lunches. I had to get them dressed. I had to take them to school. And at the same time, remember who I am and what I teach. And you do need to be able to take these metaphysical energetic concepts and make it common sense and put it into your life. They're not meant to be separate. They're meant to be together. That's yeah. what Huna teaches. That's beautiful. And, and, and we know that a lot of teachings don't blend that. And, and that's what I'm, I'm loving the most about what I'm hearing here is it's such a beautiful dance, if you will, you know. And I don't hear you saying what, what a lot of coaches actually I think are guilty of preaching and that is if, uh, you just follow the law of attraction principles, you know, life is just going to be dandy again. It's, <laughs> It's just uh, an oversimplification. So. It is. It is an oversimplification. And, you know, the funny thing is is that I'm the first one to say we are the ones that overly complicate things mm-hmm. and that life is truly meant to be simple. And having said that, to just claim that you can think happy thoughts and everything will be fine, that's not the I mean, life is like a roller coaster. Yeah. Life is this journey, it's an aim, it's not an end. It's not a, once I have the perfect thought, it's all done. Because all you've got to do is have that perfect thought, you're moving down the path, the road takes a right when you thought it should have taken a left, and you need to deal with a whole new set of interesting details. Yeah. And so you and have to have something that you can work with. You do, and, and you said interesting details, and that, that's part of the mindset, what I call the million-dollar mindset, is it's okay that life does this. Life would be really bland without uh, these little twists and turns on the path, and we just learn to embrace everyone as an opportunity to learn more, to exactly. grow more. Yeah. yeah, and it can be a very exciting journey, even when it doesn't feel 100% good. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. So, Matthew, is there, we're, we're getting to close to close. Is there anything that you'd like to leave our audience with, in, including where they can find you? Oh, absolutely. Well, my website is huna.com. Um, that links up to all of our other websites as well. Huna.com really features our uh, Huna material, um, and that also links over to our university's website, and there we have all of our contact information. Um, like you said, the the books on Amazon – and really, I think what I, I like to make sure that I leave 
people with this thought that, you know, in your life, you sometimes get locked into thinking one way or another. And that can be beneficial for a certain amount of time, as long as it doesn't limit you. And you've got to remember that no matter what you think you are at any moment, you're so much more than that. And you have so much potential. There was a recent article that came out, um, I believe it was over in London, that they did some research, and I linked it up on my Facebook page. I I really got to put this article on our um, uh, Empowerment Partnership Facebook page as well so that everyone can see this. This article, what it found was that intelligence, um, success, it's not something that's genetic. It is something that can be learned. And in fact, they found that the most successful people consistently grow, learn, and push themselves to be successful. So you've got to give up that excuse. Yep. I, I was born unsuccessful. No. Everyone has that ability, and you've got to let go of those things that limit you. It is. It's our birthright, and yep. we all have it within us. Matthew, thank you so much for being here today, and I will be in touch. I truly enjoyed this conversation and look forward to our next. Marla, thank you so much for having me on the show, and I'll, I'll check the emails to make sure I got your address to send you a okay. copy of my book. Oh, thank you. I'm excited about that. Thank you, Matthew. Bye now. Thank you. Take care. Aloha. Bye-bye. Aloha. And join me next week for another really fun guest, Carrie Tepidino. And Carrie is a holistic practitioner who has a wonderful mission. She set out to positively inspire and motivate ten million dollars ten million dollars, yeah, that too. Ten million people to health in all areas of their lives. And through her practice, her coaching programs, her products and books, Carrie is carrying a very powerful message on how to implement simple habits in your life and business that are manageable and effective while also focusing on contribution to the greater good, which I think is a really important part of the package. So we're going to take a look at some of those habits and how you can introduce them to your life. Don't forget to check out my group coaching at MarlaTabaka.com, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, and if you've 